Somebody save me from this show. Why are we doing this to ourselves? Ugh, I do not know. Hi guys! Welcome to Talking at the Talon, Season 1, Episode... What the fuck is this episode? Episode 17! Reaper. Reaper. I'm Bess. I'm Alex. And I hate this episode. Yeah, it was pretty bad. It was... Especially uh, the main plot. The main plot was, like, uh, awful. Oh, uh, do we even have to talk about this episode? Oh, I hate it. I hate it. I didn't hate the side stuff as much, but... None of it was good. No. It was bad. Um, it was bad. Yeah, so, like, the main plot is, like, this guy, Tyler, who... He's, like, how old would you say he is? 20-something? Uh, yeah, like, early 20s. Yes. Um, so, yeah, his, his, his name is Tyler, and he goes to visit his mother in this hospital in Metropolis, um, and she's, like, dying of unspecified things. Or possibly, like, hospice something? Yeah, that's unclear. Um, yeah. in, in a place with a bed and some medical equipment and stuff. And yeah. she's she's dying of unspecified things, and like she tells him that she just wants the pain to end or whatever, and that he she wants. I mean, she she does basically say that she wants him to kill her. Yes, um, no, she she says she, she wants, wants his to, help. Right, dying. Right. The thing is, like, I feel like she didn't necessarily mean I want you to right this minute smother me with a pillow. Yeah, right. If only because like that's maybe not the best way of going about that. No, um, that's so <laughs> stupid. Oh my god. Yeah, like because there are, you know, like people do find ways to do this. You don't you don't have to just like immediately like get yourself in trouble Jesus for obviously Christ, trying track to track down her. some smell pills right. and smuggle them in for her like a normal person. Right, exactly. Like, yeah. So, whatever. Yeah, but no, instead of that, he just immediately he's like for, he like he's like, "Oh no, you should keep going or whatever." And then she's like, "No, I want to die." And he's like, immediately then like oh well okay i guess i should grab a pillow right this second and smother you with it right and then her like <laughs> monitor goes off beeping and everything right. and the nurses run in and see him doing this because, and it's like, like of course what they the do. fuck did you yeah. think was gonna happen bro like obviously right so yeah the security guard comes in and there's like a scuffle and then he like uh tyler like falls out a window and it's like three stories up right and he, like uh, and he dies. And he dies, and we see the, like, Emmy, uh, which I, I realized watching this, like, the, the fact that Emmys, I assume this is real, that Emmys, like, s say their stuff into a tape recorder. Yeah, is, like, they dictate their- such a gift to, like, television and film writers. That's true. Um, but yeah, so he's, like, talking about, like, Tyler's neck is broken, and then he finds, like, he had this, like, huge piece of kryptonite in a, like- Homemade-looking well, bracelet. Right. Well, so they they did show like a shot yeah, of the bracelet, bracelet um, um, to establish at the beginning. Yeah, and yeah, he was basically tonight. wearing this like metal like bracelet cuff yeah thing that had like a large crypt obviously kryptonite rock in the center of it. Yeah. So and and the like in the fall it got like embedded into his flesh or whatever. Yes. Um, and then he like wakes up all zombie-ish right. and, like, touches the Emmy who dissolves into... Well, first, okay, first of all, no, I have, let's back up. Yeah. I have questions about sure. the way this all goes down. So he's dead. Yeah. He, like, gets declared medically dead. Well, so, yeah, he did He did brought to the he Emmy. Didn't wake up until the guy pulled the kryptonite yeah. out of and him. then the Emmy is, like, first of all, the Emmy is, like, oh, that's gonna hurt, ho, ho, and, like, right. sees, like, his wrist has basically been, like, totally snapped back and right. broken, and so he, like, flips his wrist, he, like, flattens yeah. his, straightens like, his uh, wrist yeah, right. out, um, like, pulls his hand down, and then he sees that, like, this kryptonite thing is, like, embedded yes. into his skin over where it was on the, right. the, the like, bracelet where, when he, when he was alive, where he was wearing it. Right. And so he, like, looks at it, and he's like, there seems to be a thing embedded in between the blah, blah, blah. Um, and so he, like, takes the tweezers and goes to, like, fish it out, and he, like, has trouble getting it out. Yeah. At this point, Tyler is still dead. No, it's, like, the moment that he pulls and it out. And then he pulls it um, out, and there's, like, a special effect of, like, a, like, little, like, green ripple, like, going throughout yeah. Tyler's body. And then he wakes up. So... 
as soon as the kryptonite is removed from yeah. his body? Well, what the, I mean, kryptonite he... doesn't have any, but no, I don't know. I don't know why that would be. It's weird. I have so many questions. Like, that doesn't, no. that doesn't make any sense to me. Like, not even, like, fantasy space rock alien no, sci-fi. Not, not really. No. Um, but yeah, I mean, and also, like, the whole scene with, like, the way, like, the hospital visit too, but especially this scene in the, in the morgue or whatever. Yes. Um, the way that it's shot and the guy turning to dust and everything is oh. so reminiscent of Buffy. Okay, so, so much of this episode is, like, Like, the, the particular, the particular scenes with this guy, a lot of them are especially. Right. Like, um, with, like, more so than usual. Right. And it's like, well, like, so the show, the show is, like, Smallville in general was trying to kind of, like, ape Buffy in the sense of, like, the way that it integrated a, like, supernatural slash sci-fi thing with a high school story. Right. But it didn't generally have a lot of the, like, aesthetics of Buffy. Right. Um, it actually probably had better aesthetics than Buffy for the most part, Um, if we're talking... Yeah, like, I mean, generally Buffy speaking... Buffy is kind of not so, that well shot. No, well, first of all, Buffy started, Earlier. like, nearly a yeah. decade before this show. Right, right. And... And especially, like, and I'm especially more familiar with the earlier seasons of Buffy. No, right. So, like, well, the ones that are... And that's the ones that the part, is trying to ape at this point. Right, anyway, so. which is from, like, the mid-90s. Right, yeah. So and the, the, Smallville the is a show from the early less. 2000s that has the visuals of right. something solidly from the mid-2000s. And that's a huge visual difference. Right. So I would definitely say that, like, visually... Well, and also... The visuals, so Buffy in early seasons had terrible lighting. Yeah. Right. And, like, even the scene in this episode that was in the graveyard, like, right. was lit in a way they were, where I was, where I think, like, is kind of the thing that Buffy yes. probably wanted to do visually, but... Yeah. Although I don't know, I don't know if the, the lighting problems in Buffy were so much in the outdoor scenes. I remember it being a real problem in the library scenes at night. It was terrible in the library scenes. But a lot of the outdoor stuff no. that took place at night in the graveyards was not great. But no, yeah. So it was still it was still probably kind of yeah, like lit better like the smallville stuff. But it was just so like the the particular like aesthetic of like the the what they were doing was so right. Like I don't know. It was so much the thing. And like this guy coming back from the dead and whatever and like people oh. turning to dust, etc. Yeah. Just, like, so the really thing that the this thing. dude can do is yeah, after after he, he comes touches back, someone, I guess maybe just with his hands we don't see him touch It's very else rogue from else. X-Men. Right. They like crumble into dust. Yeah. Um and like so yeah, he does that to the Emmy and then whatever, that's like we've established that he exists. Right. Um and he shows up in Smallville, like, Martha apparently volunteers with the, like, this sort of local Smallville Meals on Wheels type program. Yeah, basically, yeah. Of, like, yeah. bringing in food and whatever to, like, elderly people or... So, yeah, he he's, like, back in Smallville to arrange... He says to arrange the funeral for, for his mom, which, like, it turns out later his mom isn't dead. Right. Which he apparently didn't know. Right. But, like, that's all weird. Um, right, but like, also, he's been legally legally declared. Dead. Okay, so he's been legally declared dead. Well, also, yeah, no, none of this makes no. sense. But okay, you come back from the dead, and your mom was dying. The first thing, and you think you killed her. The first thing you don't do is check right. on your mom, see what's up with that. And then if he says he's back in town to arrange the funeral, like he definitely would need to know that she was dead no, to go about I know. arranging like, the funeral. None of this makes sense. But whatever. So they're at this old lady's house. Um, which is, like, kind of a, like, a fancy-seeming house, and she, for some reason this old lady in both of her scenes is wearing, like, a, like, silk, I don't know the name for the thing, but the, like, Chinese, like, silk shirt with the, like, Mandarin collar. She's, oh. like, wearing an actual, like... Yeah, like... I'm sure there is a name for that, but I don't know what it is. Um. Nope. Nope. And it, I didn't watch most of these scenes yeah. because, um, so... Animal harm trigger alert. The she has a dog and he kills the dog. Yeah, with the dust hands thing. Right. Um. But yeah. Anyway, she, so she he goes into like him and Clark and Martha all go in to like bring this lady food or whatever, which seems like somewhat excessive in terms of. Well, I guess but it's I guess, Smallville. Yeah, they How can't many... have that many people to visit. So right. Uh, whatever. Um. Yeah, and she like. He's, he, they've brought her, like, some flowers, and she asks him to bring her a white rose. 
Um, and he's I like, see. I will come back and do that. Oh, you know, and okay. Clark is there, so that's okay. for mystery solving purposes. Right. Um, uh, oh, okay, that makes sense yes, then. Right. Because then, like, she dies. Um, we see him come back in the middle of the night, I think, and, and kill mm-hmm. her. And, and yeah, he kills the dog because it's making a lot of noise. Um, and uh, And then, like, later they find just the, like, ash. On, on the bed or whatever, so everyone's like... Right, so... Thinks, Chloe thinks Chloe's it's Chloe's real hard combustion. in on this, yeah, on this spontaneous combustion theory. Which, uh, so this is somewhat of an aggression, but, um... Please, I welcome no. digressions in this episode. So, I listened to this pod... Okay, if you, if you are interested in spontaneous combustion or other weird <laughs> medical things, you should go listen to the Sawbones podcast. Oh, yeah, Sawbones, yeah. Um... They talked about spontaneous combustion, and I may not be remembering this right, so, you know, don't entirely take my word for it. Sure. But there was this thing where they found a certain amount of people where it seemed like they had spontaneously combusted because, like, nothing else was, like, burned around them or whatever. Right. But probably in most cases, like, well, so in, in most of those cases, it turned out, like, they were, had been, like, probably super drunk and there was, like, a flame source, like a candle or mm. a cigarette or something. But there's thing that they think that they think... What can happen is that you're, like, so drunk or something that you set yourself on fire, like, you're, you know, from the surface flame or whatever, sure. the candle, somewhere on your clothes or skin, and you just, like, are completely passed out and do not notice. And then it, like, slowly burns you, and, like, if it gets to the fat in the right way, the fat acts like like the wax in a candle. and like I see. So you just, like, slowly burn like, at a low level over the course of, like, hours. And gotcha. that's why it doesn't, like, catch anything else on fire. Interesting. So, yeah, that's gruesome and weird. But, yeah, yeah that's hmm. that's maybe how spontaneous combustion cases have actually happened. Which, you know, it's not actually spontaneous because there's a right. source of fire. But. Right, right. But, yeah, no, Chloe's got Chloe's really into this spontaneous combustion theory. Yep. Um... And that's and, most uh, of her contribution this episode. Yeah, well, and Pete literally shows up in, like, two of these scenes to, like... To, like, exist right, near Chloe and Clark. to also be there. Right. Um, so, that's Because right. the Smallville writers still don't know what to do with Pete. Um, but yeah, then uh, Chloe and Clark go to, like, investigate the scene, and they're, like, there, and Clark is like, you know this is a crime scene, right? And <laughs> Chloe's like, yeah? <laughs> Which is like, okay, And she guys. says it in this very, like... And your point being, like, like, yeah, you're in high school. Like, you should. That's that's a lot. I mean, really blase about about law breaking, but okay. Not um, just law breaking. No, but like, but like just totally like like being uh, at yeah, a no crime scene. So much. Whatever, Chloe. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't. I don't necessarily not buy it as a character. thing. Oh no, I totally buy it as a character thing. Yeah, it's, just it's just very like. like wow. Wow. Yep. But yeah, also apparently she knows someone who works part-time at the Emmy's office. Yeah, her friend. Nope, I can't even remember his name. Also, the the Emmy's office in Metropolis. Right. So I don't know how that happened. No, no, I just have so many questions. Um. Although, oh, um, but... Chloe is originally from Metropolis. That's true. So she could have a friend friend who's her age? Who's... part-time, working part-time in the ME's office in high school? That's the part that I have more trouble yeah. with. Because, and, because, like, they're freshmen. So, like, even even if she had an older friend. If she like, had a friend yeah. who was, like, a couple years older than her, which, especially given, like, when she moved to Smallville right. from Metropolis. Like, you don't generally have friends. You don't generally have friends who are too much older no. than you. As, like, when you're... When you're that like young. Or whatever. So, like... Within the within the sort of like age range of like kids she would have been friends with, conceivably he can't have been enough older than her that it would make sense for him to have work to work no. at the Emmy's office. But the Metropolis part is plausible to no, me. No, sure. Chloe sure. is actually from Metropolis. But yeah. So anyway, like yeah, they go to the scene and like Clark sees the white rose and so like knows that that guy must have come back right like around the time she died right um. And then Chloe gets this guy in the Emmy's office to, like, find his medical examiner's report. Um, Yeah, the Emmy's report. Right. Which, like, she says he had massive amounts of painkillers in his system. Yeah, and this is the part where we, 
the the best explanation we can come up with. Alex even checked like the first right, scene because again. I I was like I don't think he I don't see why he would have painkillers in his system and we watch the first scene again and no, no. he totally just gets thrown out a window there's right. no painkillers involved so the best thing we can come up with is they rewrote parts of this episode but they didn't rewrite some of the lines in this scene or they didn't or just, rewrite they didn't whichever rewrite it depends scene. which way they were or they didn't rewrite the other scene right one of those things one of those um, things happened but yeah they like their their script was not consistent yeah um because that just flat out does not accurate to the actual thing that happened earlier in this no. episode. No. So the reason there the, yeah, so the reason like, for for this power coming about is that the kryptonite combined with painkillers right. in his system. That's what Chloe says. Which like which, also she's just totally, Which given given yeah. that Chloe's role in this show as of right now is that Chloe explains the script. Right. Is like supposed to be what happened, but like that didn't no. happen. That didn't happen. No. So that's very weird. Nope. Um but yeah, anyway, then like Martha runs into him in a because he's working with vegetables and he like Ooh, grabs yeah. the crate and all the vegetables turn into dust too. Well, okay, so Martha comes to the like Meals on Wheels right. place, right? To like deliver some vegetables because she provides right. like she produce provides, yeah. for this service and so she brings them into this like back like storage warehouse place and what's his name kevin or tyler 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 Tyler, yeah tyler's there there, and he like grabs the thing from her but okay so normally throughout this yeah he's been wearing gloves gloves. except when he's like specifically killing someone right and now again like this a lot of this like reminded me of like rogue from x-men from from that Part of it, yeah. Um, and then, like, yeah, so then he touches the vegetables, and the vegetables all turn to dust, too, which is, like, okay, but, like, so just, it's, like, anything, does, is he killing the bacteria in the air? Or, like, I mean, he could be, it's not like anyone I don't tell. know. I mean, actually, that part of it reminded me a lot of, um, Pushing Daisies. Sure. Where Ned, when he was baking pies, would have, like, rotted fruit, and yeah. he'd, like, pick up a strawberry that was, like, gross and dead and rotting, and as soon as he touched it, it, like, became lovely and fresh again, and he just yeah. had to be sure no, not mean, to touch it again after he put it Like, that doesn't actually pie. make sense either, though. Because, no, like, but that's fruit like, rotting is not the same thing as a thing dying. It doesn't, but it's, like, a fantasy... Sure, sure. Like, that part of it, like, where it's, like, it was a... It, like yeah, whatever. That part of it made sense to me just on, like... I mean, I don't know. It's not even that, like, it necessarily like, doesn't make sense. It's just kind of a hilarious image, too. Oh, yeah. Like, to- oh, the absolutely. The vegetables, like, like turning to dust. And, and also the like, box they were right. in, too, I think. Oh, I don't know about that. That certainly would be kind of silly. Right. It was um, all just, like... Um, But whatever. So, like, Martha is, like, knows at this point that he's the one who killed... Uh, that lady. Right. Um, and is, like, running away from him and then, like, yells and some other guy comes in and he gets killed. Yeah, and the guy who we met briefly before who runs, runs the, the thing. like, Meals on Wheels type thing. Um, so, and then Clark comes in. Well, and, like, okay, so Tyler touches the guy. Yeah, and he dies. And he I dies. Said that. Oh, okay. Um, and then Clark comes in and, like, uh, he, Tyler, like, touches his face and it just sort of goes, like, gray but doesn't all the way, like, just it, where he's touching it, it goes kind right. of blackish gray. Right. And, like, then it fades when he... When he removes his hand. Right. Yeah. Um, like, Clark has, like, it doesn't, like, basically instantly turn him to, like... Right, he's not, Gray like, and then dust like it does with everyone else. It sort of, like, starts like to spread across his face from where the his hand is touching him. But then Clark, like, throws him off and it just, like, goes back to normal. Yeah. So, yeah, then, like... There's this whole, one of the B-plots is about Whitney's dad, and we'll talk about that more in depth after I get through the main thing. Uh, yeah, um, I guess. But, like, uh, he finds out about Whitney's dad, who's, like, currently in the hospital. Um, right. Tyler does, and, like, goes there, and Clark knows he's, like, finds out that he's gonna go there and right. meets him there, and then, like, tells him that his mom is dead, or tells him that his mom is alive. Right, tells him right. his mom is not dead. Right, which is so, like... Ridiculous. Yes. That he didn't know that. 
Um, and also that she's in Smallville. So, like, I feel like... It, Again, it's the yeah. first fucking thing you would check. No. None of this makes sense. Right. And also, like, if they're... Like, if his family was originally from Smallville, everyone who kn- should know who he is and who his mom is. Right. And be talking about her. Oh, uh, um, the show consistently <laughs> does not actually portray Smallville, like, small town. No, I mean, this kind of goes beyond that, too. Even into, like, just everything about this is no, awful. It's not it's... just that that's the problem with this. No. But, but no, for sure. Um, but yeah, so Tyler goes there, and it, does his mom even, like, say anything? Nothing of substance. No. His mom is asleep. Right, that's what I'm thinking. She doesn't even say... She's not even awake. Right. So, like, which is super crazy, because, like, he... Oh my god. Because, like, then he just, like, I don't know, like, Clark says, like, you were trying to, like, like, it was wrong of you to try and kill these other people. Which, like, yeah, like, the the one lady maybe wanted to die, but, like, right. he just came to her in the middle of the night and was like, you're in a lot of pain, aren't you? And she was like, yes. And then he, like, killed her, which is, like, not, like really verification Uh, of her actual desire to die in any way. No. And, like, Whitney's dad, like, specifically did not want that. Right. I'm pretty sure. Right. Um, but yeah, Clark is like, you're not, you're not just taking away pain, you're taking away their, like, their last chance at, like, doing stuff or whatever. Yeah. Um, but it's like, his mom did want to die. Right. So, like, that's, I don't know... Um, I just hate this episode. And then he t- he's like, I don't know, he has like a... Well, whatever. then he has this, like, I am the monster right. moment. And he, like, puts he, his he hands touches together. his hands to each other. Oh, no! And he, he crumbles to dust. No! Which is just, like, so, nonsense. There's, like, so much wrong. It's just so mind-boggling that, like, I can't even come up with coherent, no. like... I mean, you're... This is why it doesn't make sense. No, it's, it's just... Like, no. You're touching it's yourself. Just, no. you're, you're in right. contact with your own... Well, and is it, like, explicitly, yeah. like, his no. hands? Are no. his hands that... No. No. no I can't. It was stupid. It I was can't. stupid. I can't. It just makes no sense. Well, I also just, like, really can't, like, at this point... Well, I'm, I'm never going to, but, like, especially at this point, take Clark seriously as the guy who, like, tells him, like, the moral, you know? Because Clark, like, doesn't, like, Clark has this scene with Whitney, too, where he's, like, he has this, like, sort of moral or, like, authority or, like, wisdom about, like, death. And it's, like, yeah. dude, you're just, like, a fucking 16-year-old. What do right. you know about death? Right. Like, just because you have superpowers doesn't mean you... Isn't like, he you, still 15? Whatever. I, however old he is. Not um, old. A teenager. Right. And it's, like, he doesn't have any experience with loss or anything. Right. Like, he doesn't have any... Yeah. He, there's no reason he should, like, have any... any Thing like that to contribute to any of this. Like, I mean, technically, his whole planet is dead. Whatever. But he, he doesn't. Well, he doesn't even know that. Right. For one thing, at this point, and like, he has no memory of that. Right. So. No, he was he was a baby when he showed up on Earth, and he yeah does not have. He doesn't even know anything about his planet. So no, nope. whatever. But no, like he's like it's he just has to like he gives this you know tells this guy like oh. It, yeah, I don't know. And it's just like, I'm no, not it's gonna listen to you. It's You're dumb. Just, you don't know anything about this. It's dumb, and I and like, hate it, and I hate this episode. Yeah, so whatever. That's the main plot, and it sucks. Um, and it's stupid, and this episode is terrible. Uh, yeah, and then there's like, okay, so there's like three things, kind of, that are side plots, actually. What? Um, the Whitney stuff, the Lex stuff? And, well, the Lex um, stuff is tied in with the, like, the, fishing stuff. Right, the Jonathan... Um, Oh, and I hate all of these things, too. It's all... Okay. Okay. Here's what I will say for this episode. There was, at least, solid cohesion. Yeah, no, it was... And connections thematically Um, between all of the plots. Yeah. Like... I'm actually not sure about thematically, because there were, like, sort of two different thematic things that were sort of happening. But, like, the... the, Yeah, the, the actual, like, structural, like... Like plot relations all made sense. Right, right. Like, what I will say is it didn't, when we switched between different scenes in this episode. Right, it didn't feel like, oh, now suddenly we're doing with this? Okay. Right, right. Which is definitely true with a lot of Smallville episodes, and that wasn't the case here. No. Uh, That didn't make this episode any less shitty. No. Uh, 
But, like, but yeah. it does successfully tie all the stuff together. Right. That said, that's just, like I just hate all of the stuff in this episode pretty much. Yeah. Um, also, like I don't know the stuff with Whitney's dad is like I don't. I feel like that's sort of okay stuff in itself. It just doesn't really like. It's still just like oh, Whitney has like a story now. Like that's kind of. Why? Okay, I guess we care about Whitney's feelings or whatever. Yeah. Um. I mean, I think it wants us to care about. No, Whitney's I'm sure feelings. it does. It's just like I, I don't, and it's like you kind of, I don't know, like you kind of can't help but, like, well, I mean, I can't help but be pulled into that like a little bit. Okay. Well. Um. I mean, yeah. Right. You have, but personal, it's like, yeah. It's still, it's kind of like. Yeah, so, like, his whole thing is, like, his dad is dying, and his dad's in the hospital now, and he, like, doesn't want to go visit him, because he he says this whole thing to Clark about, like... Right, well, I mean, and I get that, like... Right, and it's, like, actually, you know, like, that all sort of makes sense in itself. It's just, like, we haven't established that we should care about any of these characters... Like, you can't just... Well, and especially Whitney. Right, it's, who, it's like, basically it, about Whitney. If and Clark's like, our point of view character, Whitney has largely been shitty. Although, I guess since... No, he hasn't done anything in particular since the one thing, but that right. was a pretty fucking shitty thing. Okay, but I guess since the whole uh, kryptonite tattoo gang thing, yeah, Clark sure. and Whitney are friends now? Or at least they, like, occasionally have, like important conversations. They don't seem to hang out together. Basically, they just seem to, like, Clark seems to come by and, like, help Whitney with his problems. Right. You know? Like, which isn't exactly being friends. No. But, um. They're some weird type yeah, of acquaintances. It's, it's very strange. Because also, like, Lana, like, again, like, sent Clark to, like, talk to Whitney about his situation with oh, his dad. Which, which is, is, like... No, I... Uh, I mean, I, f- I feel like... Well, so partly it's just, like, to get Clark involved with this or whatever. Right. But also I wonder if it isn't, like, some idea of, like, that he couldn't really talk to a girl about it. You right. Know? Oh, yeah, no, like, I bet... The- super stupid, but... Okay, but... Right, because, like, also... Like, does actually scan on, like, teenager logic. I mean, like, kind of, but also it's, like, Clark is offering him all this, like, wisdom about, like, loss or whatever. Like, Clark hasn't experienced any loss and... Lana's parents are dead! Right, like... Well, not just... Not even just... No, right. Not even just loss, but literally she specifically has dead parents. Right. Which Whitney is dealing with one of his parents dying. Right. And, like, they vaguely touch on that because he, like, goes to see her parents' graves and they, like, talk for a minute. But, no, it's, like, the scene with Clark that has to be his, like, turning point for, like, deciding he's going to go talk to his dad. Right. It's dumb. Um, But, yeah, like, Whitney's, like, avoiding seeing his dad in the hospital because he says, like... Which, like... Thinking about it, thinking about the plot, dad plots, like Clark and Whitney's dad plots this episode, right? Which, we'll touch on the plot with Clark and Jonathan in a minute, but doesn't it seem like Whitney should be the one telling Clark, like, go spend time with your dad while you still can? Yeah. In the context of this episode? Yeah, but Whitney doesn't get involved into that whole fishing thing at all. Like, yeah. No, but but no, like, totally. Like, but, but, like, if I was writing this episode... That would make sense. Like, you know, like, I would be like, uh, it would make way more sense for Whitney to be the one telling Clark, like, spend time with your dad while you still can. Yeah. But yeah, so so Whitney's whole thing is like he doesn't want to see his dad like weak and have that be his last memory of it, which, which is like like okay, that's shitty. But like yeah, I like mean, I like, I can relate to that. That also like it's kind of clear that like the underlying thing is really like if he doesn't go see his dad, he can sort of not think about the fact that he's dying, right? Um, right. Which is obviously which again like, totally, I also yes. that, like I can also relate to that. Yeah. That makes sense, right? Um, yeah, no, and I think this is interesting. I mean, not to get like too heavy or whatever. Mm-hmm. But, like, my dad died when I was in high school. Mm-hmm. Um, as you know, obviously. But um, <laughs> Yeah, but they don't know. No. I was there. They right. don't know that. So, like, right. So, like, and he, but my dad died um, in an accident like, when he was, like, at our cabin three hours away from me. So, basically, I just, like, heard that it had happened. And it's always really sort of interesting for me to think of, like, I'm, I'm really not, I wouldn't have preferred like, from my perspective anyway, I don't think it would be better for someone to be ill. Like, right. Like, I don't, you know, like, you could think, like, well, it'll give you time to, like, say goodbye or whatever. I don't actually see 
that there's much well, value in that. Okay, it's so like <laughs> you know the, the the thing that I can relate to here. So, um, the only member of my extended family who I've ever been close to yeah. was my paternal grandmother, right? Who um had who I was very very close to when I was a teenager, especially. Um, and um, I spent most of my adolescent summers with her, and, and we were close. And um, and so she had two strokes. Mm-hmm. Um, in our late teens, I think. I don't know if you remember when that happened. But it, um, and they thought that, you know, she was gonna, she, she went into hospice care, actually. And so, like, I went out, went down and, like, everybody was like, okay, you have to say goodbye. Um, but my grandmother was a stubborn old bitch and recovered from hospice care, Mm -hmm. um, and ended up living for another three years, I think. Um, she died, uh, last year. Two years ago now? God. It was right around, it was in December. I can't remember if it was one or two years ago now. Um, and, uh, you know, I mean, I guess she lived to see her third grandchild be born, but I went down and saw her a couple of times after that. And like, you know, especially at that age, like when you have two strokes, like, you're not the same person. Yeah. And it was, like, weird and hard no, to, well, like, go really see her. Scary. I think yeah. especially, though, like, I don't get the sense with Whitney's dad that he's having a lot of mental problems. Right. Which right. is the thing that I most understand because that's, like, a particularly scary right. kind of thing. Right. Um, but also just, like, but to yeah, go... Then you're to really go confronting see, something. To go but, see a family yeah. member who you love... And, like, see how, like, weak and frail they are. And, like, there's no way for it to not be heavy on your mind while you're doing that, like, this may be the last time I will see her alive or him or whatever. Like, that is... The thing about that is, like... And that's hard to deal with. Yes. And the idea... I feel like there's this idea of then, then you're supposed to, like say all these, like, profound things that need to be said, but I'm not sure that those things really exist. No, no, it's like, like, what, what the fuck? Like, more time spent to spend with someone is more time to spend, and that's great. But, like, it's not like there's this, like, thing that you can say that would wrap everything up, you know? That doesn't... Do you know what the last (laughs) thing I ever did with my grandmother was while she was alive? We watched an episode of Mad Men. Like, there's no, yeah, no, like, and I don't even know, she was, like, not mentally with it right. by that time, so I don't even know how much of it she, like, comprehended. But, like, at a certain point, it's kind of, like, what, no what is there to say? What is there right. to talk I mean, about? unless this, you, like, like, literally somehow, like, are the kind of, have the kind of fucked up relationship where you've, like, never said I love you or something. Right. But, like, like otherwise you've, you've Or, like, there through... are, like, profound secrets. Right. Or the person who's dying is, like... I need to make sure you know this profound secret before I die or right, whatever. But, but like, like, I don't think that's really the case most of the time. Most of the time, yeah, and it's just I not... don't think that there's, you know, there's nothing that's going to, like, give you closure about that kind of thing. No. Like, that, that's not, yeah, I don't know. No, and, like, honestly, like, now, like, when I think about my grandmother, like, I don't think of, like, the last time no. that we spent together or whatever, and I don't even think of that time, like years ago now where where like she was first in hospice care and we did think we were like flying down to say yeah. goodbye you know like i don't think about any of those times when i think about my grandmother now like it's i think about the summers that i spent with her when i was a teenager and like we actually did stuff and she was still with it and everything you know i don't think about the right yeah no i guess the thing is like actually my perspective on the whitney thing specifically right is mm-hmm. not so much that like he should go talk to his dad because that's going to be an important thing for Whitney. It's that, like, no, it's his, his dad, dad is still alive and wants to see him. Right, his dad like, is still alive and he's dying and he wants to spend the last, like, the time he has alive with his son. Probably more useful for, like, that's, I, yeah, that's more important to me, like, from the perspective of, like, his dad right, wants that. From, from, than, like, from the perspective yeah. of Whitney's dad is he, he should... His dad wants to spend right. the last time he has with his son, and it's not like his relationship with his dad is, like, complicated, or his dad was, like, abusive or anything. His dad right. seemed to, like, 
genuinely love him and was I mean, good we, like, to him. We basically know nothing about this, but they have okay. not done anything to suggest that it was like based on the yeah, based right. on the way that they portrayed their relationship in this right. episode. I, I think would... we're supposed to assume that it's just you know they they were good. He, they right, were father and son and loved each other and everything was and fine was except a... for this you right. know, dying thing. Right, so. and he was a pretty good dad. And Whitney <laughs> talks in this episode about how his dad was the one who like encouraged his like football career and like believed that he could play and. Yeah, Metropolis's NFL team. What is I assume? The Sharks. Yeah, I, yes. the Sharks, which I <laughs> assume is Metropolis's NFL team. Yeah, although they, don't uh, they specifically. certainly talk about it like that. Yes, it is Metropolis's pro football team. So, right. yeah. Um, I, mean, I, I have to assume that any that Metropolis has a major sports teams that are part of the NFL, like not or all major, you know, but it's right. a big enough city for that. I mean, Metropolis is Chicago, right? So. Yeah. You know, um, but, but yeah, so that's like pr- pretty much that thing. Um, and it's like, yeah, the thing the thing about that stuff is like, I think actually that stuff is sort of written pretty well, but it's just like, okay, but like this is all you've given me about Whitney, like as right. a person, right? So like, you can't just jump straight in with that. It's kind of like a cheap way to try and get oh, you to like someone. Super you cheap. Know? It's a super tr- cheap like like, make Whitney sympathetic. Right. And I think we talked about that when they first introduced no, this totally. plot. That, like, but it just this never, is a really cheap yeah. way to to make us sympathetic towards Whitney. Right. Which, like, uh, making us sympathetic towards Whitney doesn't even achieve anything, because then he, like, leaves and is gone, and that's the end. Right. So, like, why even do that? They wanted to humanize Whitney. And yeah. then they, I mean, I... I don't know. I think at this point there were still ideas that, like, maybe they will turn Whitney into something. I imagine they didn't know they were writing him off, yeah. Right, because I think the actor wanted to leave, right? I don't know the the behind-the-scenes stuff about that, but I wouldn't be surprised. Um, But yeah, but I I think at this point they they were were thinking that they might continue to have this character be a main character. Right, and they didn't just want Whitney to be, like, the, the Draco, if that makes sense, of, like, he is, like, the, the, like, peer level like nemesis who like dislikes the the main character or yeah. whatever but is not actually the big bad right but yeah i mean like the thing is like you can do like you can do like he starts out as the bully and then you introduce some more complex like you could do like male cordelia right, right. but yes, like this is just a... way way too simplistic for that because they right. just went from like he does an awful thing to boom they're friends now and he's got a dying dad like him, which yeah. is like you can't just flip the switch no. like that. The road to evil yeah. I mean, not is the, a yes. path, not a light switch. Uh, which is an actual Smallville line from a future season. Journey, not a the Journey, sorry. Yeah. Journey, not a light yes. switch. Um But anyway, yeah. So whatever. That's that's that thing. Um and then like Lex or Clark asks, asks Lex to get the Metropolis sharks to come like well, so Whitney tells Clark yeah, the thing about, this about, thing about how, like, how his dad thought he'd see him play for the Metropolis Sharks or whatever. Right, and right. Like, uh, so like Lex gets the Sharks to come to Smallville High and like play a game in the football field with Whitney or whatever. Right, right. Isn't Whitney like small for someone who wants to play professional football? Yes, although he's a quarterback, he's not like a okay. linebacker. So, um. Nope, you know what? I'm not going to go into a complicated explanation. <laughs> yeah. I so, will leave it at, um, like, kind of, but not, not beyond not my realm of, okay. of belief. He's a quarterback, sure. so okay. he can be a lot smaller. Yeah, okay. Um, so anyway, Like, he's not, like, super short or anything. No, but he's just kind of, like, he's pretty thin. Um, yeah, no, that's fine for, okay. like, a quarterback, or even if he was, like, a running back or... Yeah, um... No, but he's not a linebacker. But yeah, no, for a quarterback, he's fine. Uh, so yeah, and then there's like the Clark plot is sort of tied up with the Lex thing to various extents. But, yeah. Like, um. Uh. Okay. So there's so there's the, plots. The, the thing with like Clark, uh, Clark's yeah. dad. There's they they do an annual fishing trip, and Clark, Clark has does, does not like to fish because it's boring, which is true. Fishing is boring. Uh, yeah. I mean, I... No, I can't even muster up any <laughs> any fight on this. I can't... I mean, and I, you know, I went... We, I'm sure everyone... We live in Minnesota. We all went fishing as kids, you know, but... Did you uh, did you go fishing as a kid, at least on some occasion? 
Yeah, I mean, the most vivid memory I have of fishing was when we were in Belgium. But oh, well, that's yeah, I didn't go fishing in Europe. <laughs> yeah, um, it's not. No, we we're staying on a farm in Belgium, sure. and it's not. Um, and it's vivid because we had to gut the fish. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, See, I mean, that's the one thing that I would generally be in favor of fishing-wise is, like, actually then eating a fish is, like, that's that nice. You... I like fish. Yeah, yeah, um, well. And I probably wouldn't mind gutting a fish, although I've never, I don't know how to. Um, right. But, like, we never used to do that when I was a kid. We would just go fishing and throw all the fish back, you know? Really? Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> Um, yeah, and I am. I think I am told that my uncle took me fishing once on the rare one of the rare occasions that it was with my dad and his brother. But I don't know. I mean, like, I think I think I liked the idea of fishing when I was a child. Yeah, well, although I, mean, I, I feel like I I remember vaguely like enjoying learning how to like do the thing right. with the reel and everything or whatever. Right. But I feel like once you then then you like do that and you wait five minutes and you're ten and you're like okay, but why isn't something else happening now? Yeah. Well, I mean, my mom also had a lot of worries with me and boats that it was possible to knock over. So the whole thing with Clark yes. liking <laughs> to fish as a kid and then, like, being like, well, I don't really like that anymore. Super valid. Yeah. No, definitely. Um, Martha goes on this whole thing about, like, well, you should tell him that. Like, it will hurt his feelings, but you need to talk to your father. Which is, like, also, yep, yeah, probably so. Pretty much. Um, like, yeah. I feel like if Clark had actually approached it like, hey, I'm not really very into fishing, that would not actually hurt Jonathan's feelings. Well, no, I mean, especially... Or at least that would not be very reasonable. Right. Well, and the thing is, like, Clark... So there's this whole thing where Lex offers him Right, tickets. Lex is like, well, I've got, like, tickets to this football game that you can go to instead, and it's their fancy and stuff. Right. You know? And the thing is, like... And Clark comes at it from, like, way the oh, wrong angle in totally, this conversation totally. with Jonathan. But my point for this part of it is yeah. that... It's not that Clark is opposed to spending time with no, Jonathan. Right. He just doesn't like fishing. He just doesn't like fishing. So particularly right. if he had gone about it and was like, hey, dad, I still want to spend time with you, but like... Can we not fish? Can we I maybe not with that very fishing? Much. Like, yeah, right. I don't, like, Jonathan can be unreasonable, but like, I don't actually think he would object to that. Right. No, because I mean, because the whole... Thing yeah. about it in this like, episode. Because, obviously, like, at the end, he says, like, well, I don't really care that much about fishing, I just want to spend time with right, you. Right, exactly. Which, like, obviously. I mean, I can kind of see how, like, as a kid, you don't really, like, realize that that is the case. But, right. like, you know. Well, not, but he, but a, Clark, clearly, if he knew enough to, yeah. like, be like, thank you so much for these tickets, Lex, and, like, offer the alternative thing right. to Jonathan, he at least realized enough that he was like, why don't I suggest an alternate right, activity? Right. And so, like, he went about it completely the wrong way right. with the football thing. But, like, why don't you just say, like, hey, Dad, can we come up with something else? If you realize that, like, the point is spending time with your father, which I can't imagine he doesn't if no. he offers right. the football because, thing yeah, as an alternative ac activity, then, like, why don't you just, like, come up with... Right. Like... Yeah, something that doesn't involve Lex giving you money. Right. Like, which is obviously which, has been an issue. Oh, uh, my <laughs> kid. Oh, um, kid. Yeah. But, like, so anyway, they, yeah, the whole, like, Lex's plot is that Dominic, that guy who works for his dad, has come back to do, like, an audit of the internal, well, uh, an internal yeah, audit. Yeah, he says it's an audit. Whatever. But basically he's just, like, they, yeah, he's trying to... He's basically spying on Lex for Jonathan, or for, for, for Lionel. Lionel. And also he, like, goes to Jonathan, like, under the pretense of, like, asking him about stuff, but mm -hmm. to tell him that Lex investigated him. Right. Um, And then, like, Jonathan has this conversation with Clark about that, and, like, Clark knew about that but didn't tell Jonathan, and, like, like Jonathan has this conversation with Lex about that, and every single one of those <laughs> is, like, so intensely, like... Like, okay, Lex and Clark Take are it, dating, yeah, and, no, and like, Jonathan's like didn't know about it, and like you barely, all this fucking stuff. If you no. take most, okay, you just have to cut around like a few lines, a few lines, and in, like other a whole plot line of this episode, right? To, like, and just make it wow, like <laughs> so, so, so explicit on the like 
No, right. genuinely, like, if like, you yeah. if you took these scenes out of the context of this episode, and like Alex said, like, just a couple of lines, right. Right. like, no. they would genuinely, like, somebody watching this would, like, genuinely basically assume that, like, Lex and Clark's were, Clark were dating and Jonathan was not happy about it. Right, and, like, the, the, like, the whole thing with Lex talking to Jonathan is, like, that, that Lex thought that Jonathan had known about the whole thing oh. and was like, oh, so, like, Clark didn't tell you. Like, I was up front with Clark, but Clark wasn't up front with you. Uh-huh. And then, like, he talks about how he does, like, doesn't want to get in between, like, his relationship with, like, Clark's relationship with Jonathan. Yeah, no. and, like, it's just totally, like, I can't, yeah. No, it's I can't so even. Much. I can't so much. even. <laughs> yeah, and also, like, Lex, basically Lex just, like, Every scene Lex is in, like, someone says a thing and Lex launches into a speech about how his relationship with his dad. Right. Like, because, yeah, because so he, he spends a lot of time being, like, with, with, with Clark and with Jonathan being, like, my relationship with my dad is ta- terrible and I don't want to make your, you know, I, right. your relationship is good and I don't want to ruin that. But also, like, in every scene with Dominic, he, like, gives a little speech, like, about, like, his <laughs> dad or whatever and Dominic, Dominic is, like... <laughs> Yeah, Dominic actually kind of has like some good like. Dominic why actually are you has a, me is a lines? great retort for that. One of his, <clears throat> one of his lines is like is like, well, I'll be sure to remember that for the biography channel right. if they ever ask or me. whatever. Which is like, yeah, I mean, it does feel kind of like the stuff made sense when he was talking to Jonathan and Clark. Right. But like no. with Dominic, it's like, are you trying to like make him sympathize with you? Because clearly, Dominic is just kind of. Like a snake. One, Dominic gives no shits. Right. Two, Dominic Dominic knows this shit. No, right. He's clearly been working for your dad for a while. Right. Like, and. Like, like and yeah. and like and close enough working with closely enough and in right. such a way where he's clearly like privy to at least some of your like family business. No, you I know? mean it's not like like the way that your relationship with Lionel is awful is like subtle or no. hard to figure out. No, and then B like like no. like. No, Dominic like, doesn't give any shits. No. He's being paid by your father. Right. In, instead of telling him this stuff, it'd be much more effective for you to be like, yo, I'll pay you twice what dad is paying you, you know? like or some, Yeah, it's not, it's weird. And then he, like, yeah, and then the end of the Dominic thing is that he, like, gives him some, some, Some like, clearly drugged scotch. Right, and, like, a little speech about how people in Persia used to kill messengers who brought bad news or whatever. Which he gives this speech while Dominic is drinking the drugged yeah. scotch, and I was like, as soon as he handed him the glass, I'm, I'm like, it's obviously drugged. But yeah, so, like, and then he, like, drives to Metropolis and, like, has this conversation with Lionel in, like, an alley, and then, like, reveals that Dominic is, like, tied up in the trunk. Yeah. Which is all kind of, like, just weird. Like, I'm not sure no. what that achieves. No, exactly. well, and the entire way that both, like, Lionel and Lex act during this scene is just so, like, over-the-top and weird. Well, I mean, it's always... Of course it's over- Okay, but, but no, it's over-the-top and like, weird in, like, a, like... No, this scene just kind of doesn't, like, make a ton of sense no. at this point. No, like, um, sometimes the 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 Luther men's like dramatics yeah. like does like it's like it makes sense. It's just like it's super just, uh, like it's overly a, dramatic, it's a, right? But that can be very but, entertaining, right? But so. that could be like fine and, and entertaining. Just, like, it didn't make sense in this it's scene. Just odd. I mean, like basically, like Lex tells him to like that if he wants to like that if he wa- if he has questions about right. his like financials or whatever, he's like just call me and ask, right? Which I think like I assume that's supposed to be like you know if you wanted like have this fight with me, do it in person. Right. You know, or whatever. Um, but it's, like, and then, like, Lionel, like, after yeah. the reveal of the, the of, Dominic, of Dominic. T- tied up in the trunk or whatever, is, like, Lex, good, good job. job. Which yeah, is like, right. I mean, that, like, he's shown that he's willing to kidnap someone, I guess, but that wasn't actually, like, a smart move that, like, got him anything from anyone. Also, they're having this exchange, like, under an overpass in, like, broad daylight no, in this city. It's weird. Um, yeah. And then, like, Lex, like, also just, like, walks off at the end of that scene. Right! Which, leaving like, his car behind. With, with Dominic so, tied up in the like, trunk. So, where like, is he going? <laughs> how'd you get here, bro? How are you getting home? What's happening? What anyway. are your plans here? So, anyway, yeah. that was weird, like, ridiculous. And... Yeah, well, no, I just, I just feel like if you're going to, like, drug and kidnap someone, it should be, like, for a reason. That right. isn't just, like, 
I don't know, show my dad that I'm willing to drug and kidnap someone to achieve nothing? Well, he wanted to get him, return him to his father and, like, like, get him out of Smallville. I guess. And... It's just not very... And doing that against Dominic's will, which Dominic, clearly that is, like, counter to the reason that Dominic is there. Sure. It seems, it just seems, it seems like... That is, that, that, that part of it, like, makes sense to me on, like, a Luther dramatic level. Yes. But it, it feels like it's your. He should be able to do that more cleverly, like. Oh, the part that I mostly took issue with is how obviously that scotch was drugged and that Dominic didn't realize. Well, no, right, and, and like just drank like, it anyway. I'm like, you're so obvious. And it's too. It's too. It seems too brute forcey, you know. Mm. Um, to me, like it just. It's just sort of like it doesn't have finesse. Um, no, but Lex is also very young and is still that's developing true. the super villainy. But yeah, it, it just seems, it, and it's, it's this is what- the thing is, like, okay, if, like, the Lex Luthor, okay, so, like, pretend that, like, a future Lex Luthor did this, right? Well, see, like, the thing is, like, I would believe that, like, the future Lex Luthor would do something like this, except for the fact that he would never, like, do it himself. He'd, like, have people- well, no. Do something like right. this and deliver it with, like, a message from him, you know? Well, like, except that people, you know, they do have people do it personally because that's, it's a fiction and that's more dramatic. But, right. Right. Um, but, but no, I mean, but, like, it, it's a, it's very far to go for him this early, too, because he hasn't really, like, yeah, so, I mean, done so anything let's, like that. Let's talk about the Lex evilness right Right, that's this the episode. thing. Because, actually, this is one of the things I most think about when I'm, like, he seems kind of more evil in the first season. Yeah. Because this is actually, like, like, no one is, like, permanently hurt, I guess. And presumably Dominic does not, like... Right, he doesn't... And, and especially, like, that thing after he drugs him is, like, you, you're like, oh, shit, is he gonna, like... Kill, did he kill Dominic? Right, which would also be, like, that would be pretty extreme at this point. Right. But, like, no, and, like, I don't know what, like, I guess Dominic is just, like, well, that happened, I'm going to continue okay. to work. Okay, well, here's, here is my, <laughs> so here's my thing. Again, with the, Dominic actually drank that scotch. Yeah. He's been working for the Luthers for how long? I fully believe that Lionel would pull something like this. Yeah. Although possibly would kill him. He didn't know enough not to drink that scotch from Lex. But yeah, anyway, yes. Yeah. So, so let's get, I mean, I'm pretty I'm, sure this is I'm technically gonna, kidnapping. Yeah, I'm gonna, we don't explicitly have kidnapping, but I'm gonna propose five, which is death threats, other threats of physical harm beyond blackmail. Yeah, that seems fair. Um, um, because six is involuntary manslaughter, and four is blackmailing and stealing. So... Five feels about right for kidnapping. Yes. No, I think f- five is correct. No, I mean, and that's the thing about this is, like, he hasn't... In he- fact, I'm going to add kidnapping to level as, like, an official thing for level five. Because sure. I think it might be... Unless you object. Worked. No, that sounds good. Kidnapping. Yeah, so the only other time I think that he's... I'm missing some episodes on my spreadsheet yeah. here. But the only other time that he's hit... A five this season was X-ray, mm-hmm. which we noted at the time that was like weirdly high, right? For this early, so yeah, it's like this, this and and the X-ray thing. I think are the things I think of when I, I feel like he's kind of like, occasion like mostly sort of harmless, and then occasionally seems like has you know, yeah, has like little has like spikes of, of like, like being pretty evil, but like. Not in a way that necessarily makes a ton of sense. Yep. Yep. So, um, deaths this episode. Um, two. No. Way more than that. Oh. Four, I counted, plus a dog. What were- Wait, possibly five? Give me the- Oh, wait, no, four. Okay, so, his mom didn't die. Right. Um, but it was- Okay, so- Oh, the The guy. The Emmy. The Emmy. And the the, the guy lady. who ran the Meals on Wheels and thing the and the old yeah. lady. Four. Four and a dog. Yes. So, yeah, so there were four deaths. Um, and. Yeah, and, and his, uh, Tyler's death was like kind of a convenient death because he had seen Clark Hughes' powers, although yes. he expressed no curiosity about that. Right. He seemed to completely ignore it. Right. Yeah, it was 
Yeah, I don't know. The yeah, the some of the subplot stuff was like okay. The the main plot of this was awful. It was so bad. Like this episode genuinely yeah. was terrible. Yeah, and like I mean, and not even in like a like what the fuck this like makes no. zero sense I mean, way like, that like some of these episodes have been. It did, but then there's like the, there's like there's like this makes no sense in a like this is ludicrous and cracky, and there's this makes no sense in literally you couldn't keep this one episode of of television in continuity with itself. Right, right. Like, <laughs> you know? so. no, it was bad. It was bad on, like, every level. There was a couple of subplot stuff with the father stuff, right. which was not, like, the worst. Right. But, yeah. No. Okay, well, do you want to move on to Rex? Yes. So, this episode was terrible, and we have, like, no Rex related to it because like fuck this episode yeah. oh and so, also this was one that i like barely remembered existing yeah alex at least i'm the one who you who, who mostly was like i've seen all of these but i don't remember any of them alex usually remembers most of these especially these yeah. early season yeah. ones. yeah because i've definitely seen like most of season one like probably twice um well you watched it all the first time you watched all of them with me right so the i think first time yeah. i watched it I've, yeah i've seen all of season one like at least twice some of them more but yeah this one is just like not I, I vaguely remembered that there was an episode with a guy who killed people with his hands, and that was, like, about it. Right. So. Right. Yeah, no, this episode is just... Yeah. But, um, so to counteract that, we have an excellent wreck that is probably my favorite Smallville fic ever. Mm. I think. I don't know. It's definitely, like, top three for me. Yeah. Probably not quite for me, but it is very good. It's and it's high up there for yeah. you at least. For, yeah. 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 Um so uh so you remember last week we wrecked a thing, um which uh where I mentioned that like there will be things that we will wreck that but, are like yeah. with that are that, that involve Superboy, Connor Kent, Connell that from the more comic from the more comics thing. So yes, this, this is, is well, this is my my favorite one of yeah. those um, of all of the things. Uh, it's reconcilable differences by Astolot, which this is one of those ones where it's like again, if you haven't read it, like what are you doing with yourself? Go read it right now. It's so good. Um, and so it is. Uh, this, this one is sort of, like, a proper DCU fusion. Yes. Um, um, although you by no means, like, I almost certainly read this before I knew anything about the comics. So. Yeah, it does have some It has stuff. more of that stuff, but, it has, like, you'll understand what's going on. Yeah, within context. Yeah. Um, it does have stuff with, um, the, the Teen Titans. Right. Um. And Tim Drake. Yes. The best Robin. Yes. <laughs> oh, Tim. Tim, my darling. So it has a bunch of stuff with um, Connell and Tim Drake. Um, and so basically the premise is that, but the Lex and Clark in this episode yeah. are pretty clearly like future versions from Smallville. In this fic, yes. In this fic, yeah. Yes. No, totally. I mean, it's like, right, it's like mostly like DC, like comics DC stuff, except for like that Lex and Clark are definitely specifically Smallville. Right, exactly. Um, um so yeah, it's uh the premise is that that Connor is injured uh, yeah. doing a Titans thing. Yeah, and so Lex he sort of takes over. Well, his care. he's he's <laughs> specifically he like breaks his back right. and is paralyzed. Right. Um and and it like affect and it like interacts weirdly with his powers and basically like the doctors don't know what to do, blah blah blah. And then Lex steps in and is basically like Everybody move, I got this. And, like, basically forcibly takes Connor back and puts him under the care of his own super expensive, like, LexCore right. doctors who do all sorts of research to try and, like, heal Connor. Yeah. So, um, and basically, like, so Connor is kind of figuring out that, like, Lex is more complicated yeah, than Lex he had is, thought. Right, not um, just straight up evil. wants to try and figure out 
what the deal is with him and Clark. Yes. Um, and yeah, we should probably not go too much further than that. No. But like, yeah. But it's good. It's really good. And uh, and it's got an amazing subplot about Batman playing yeah. World of Warcraft. So okay. So so fun story. Um. So Eric, who we had as a special guest on one of our our earlier episodes. Um. Uh. Eric is is one of my very good buddies. Who is like he's like proto-fanish, semi-fanish. I mean, he's friends with me and Alex and lots of other people who are, like, super fanish. Um, and he's, like, a giant nerd, but he doesn't particularly read a lot of, like, fan fiction or consume fan works generally. Mm -hmm. Um, I got Eric to read this fic solely on the basis of telling him, Eric, there is a subplot where Lex Luthor and Batman play... Uh, uh, keep playing each other in World of Warcraft with a, a fight for control of the of the game of like the the inner political sort of machinations of World of Warcraft without realizing that the other person is each other. Yeah, and so that's amazing. It's, it's amazing, great. and it's just the subplot, but it's like it's oh, it's one of my favorite no, like beautiful comics fanfic, like, subplots of all time, because it's just, like, amazing. No, and this is also, like, I, I, I'm pretty sure this was, like, the first fic I read that had Tim in it, and it's a pretty good, like, oh, introduction. Really? Well, because, like, yeah, because it was, it was Astolat, who's yeah, I guess that small makes sense. I first found, and I read all of that I guess that makes I read sense. any other yeah. stuff. So, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's, it's a good introduction to, like, some of the reasons Tim, as a character, it's great. Tim so. is the best. And I love him and Khan so much. And so this has a bunch of stuff um, with Khan and Tim and their friendship. And uh, it's amazing. Um, and the sequel, actually, uh, Vacation, which is also by Ostala, is super short. Um, and it is basically the sequel where the, this fic is not actually Tim Khan, but there is, like, a short sequel, which is basically... Like, and then Tim Khan. Yeah, it was just basically, like, and, and then, by the way, Tim Khan. Yeah. Uh, which is also... Which is... Great. Yeah, which is my comics um, OTP, and... Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's a really great fic. Um, we're also Yes, also, the, oh the my topic. gosh. Okay, so if you are a person who likes podfic, and even if you don't, you should listen to this podfic. No, so yeah, I actually, I don't listen to a ton of podfic, um, because it's not really, like, the way that I like to, like, consume, take it, consume yeah, right. prose, specifically. Right. Um, like, I don't really like audiobooks too much, um... But I, I did listen to this podfic, and I really, really it's, like this person's Lex. Yeah, voice. it's um, so it's by it's, Faye J, yeah, who is a very well-known podficker, and sh her Lex voice in particular yeah. is incredible. Um, and, oh, uh, I love this podfic. I've literally listened to this podfic, like, dozens and dozens of times. It's yeah, just... it's really excellent. So good. It's so good. And I believe, um, and there's also a, a podfic of the sequel, um, by, I want to say, Twilight, I think? It is by Twilight. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, Vacation is the sequel, and there's a podfic of that by Twilight, but, um, but yeah, the, the podfic of, of this story by Asta, or by, uh, Faye J is, amazing yeah. and you should really absolutely excellent. listen to it um but yeah i mean i just this is probably one of my favorite fics that um combines uh like smallville clark lex and like dcu stuff because it does a lot of really good stuff that i like with like the teen titans and yeah. their relationship with um con and con interacting with um Clark and Lex, and, like, at one point in the story, like, he's trying to figure out what's going on with Con and, or with, um, Clark and Lex, and he basically starts, like, parent-trapping them. Yeah, right. <laughs> and it's, like, oh, it's just amazing. Um, he actually, she's not a very big player in this, but at one point, Con ends up talking to Chloe. No, that's a really, and, yeah, it's a small part, but that's a really good, like, I always think about that part too. Yes. Yeah, no, I just, I, uh, I really like that scene. Like, it's, she's yeah. not, she doesn't play a big part in this story, but it's, I, I feel like it's important, and yeah. it's, yeah, it's just very, that's one of the things about this fic that makes it feel really, like, Smallville. 
Yeah, well, they bring, they bring in a bunch of Smallville stuff in terms yes. of in terms of Clark and Lex, and yeah, yeah. There's a there's a scene that I love in particular, which is one of my favorite scenes in the in the fic, where Khan is basically trying to figure out like what the fucking deal is with Clark and Lex, mm-hmm. and he and Tim are going through records in like the Smallville library. Yeah. Like, old newspapers and stuff. And he and Tim are, like, trying to find stuff. And they're like, they're like, what the fuck is going on? Like, blah, blah, blah. Look, they were working against each other here. Nope, nope, look, here's an article from the next year. And they were working together again. Like, and it's just very, like, and both of them are very, like, confused. No, and it's, I mean, like, it kind of is interesting from a perspective of, like, commenting on the show. Because, like, the show like, handles all that really clumsily, but I do think it's kind of interesting to, like, try and look at it in a, from a broader perspective and say, like, it's it's sort of interesting the way that, like, Lex and Clark became enemies in some ways as early as season four, but, like, not really. Like, they right, kept, like, right. kind of going back and forth right. episode to episode. Exactly. And that's, um, like, and this... This is such a, like... And, like, for, when you're watching that, a lot of that feels very annoying and, like, inconsistent, but you, I do think it makes sense to pull back and to take a broader view and say, like, well, they sort of are just sort of both things. Yeah, like, right. And it never, you know, it doesn't entirely, like, they can't really settle down into, like, definitely not being friends. Yeah. Or, like, definitely not being enemies. Right. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but yeah. we should probably so anyway. wrap this up anyway. Yes, yeah. you should go so, yes. read and or listen to this. Yeah, excellent. it's super, super great. And by the way, if you if you only listen to the podfic, that's great, but you should go then look at the graphic that is at the very end of the story because that's not in the podfic and there's just like one image. Oh, yeah. You, that you uh, need to see is at the end of the story. Day. That is the thing that you need to see that is beautiful. Yes. So yeah, you should go check out Reconcilable Differences by Astolat, read by Faye J. Well, so, that yeah. should do it for this week. As always, you can find us on Twitter and Tumblr at Talon Podcast. Let us know your thoughts. Maybe leave us a rating on the iTunes store. Let us know if you have any questions, recs, comments, and we will see you next week. Only 199 more episodes to go. 